Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Level Up. I'm Cody Kiesler. I'm Graham Hall. And uh, we're here to talk about some video games. And today, I think yes. we're going to talk about something very interesting. A topic that you came up with, Graham, and I hadn't really even like thought about. But once you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that could be very interesting to talk about. And that that uh, that topic is um, discovering uh, video game franchises late. Um, in terms of like, you know, maybe maybe discovering a game series, kind of years down the line, maybe a future installment, or maybe just you know playing the original, um, you know, years down the line or whatever. But you know, it's a, a broad category. But <laughs> just generally speaking, uh, games that game series that we we've come too late. Um, and I guess um, I posed a question in the show notes. I don't know if this is... I was just brain farting into the show notes. Um, but I guess kind of the, the, the question is why, you know, why, why do we, why do gamers come to... What are the reasons that we could come, that gamers uh, such as ourselves could come to a franchise um late I mean, in, I think the, it's in, a fair in question. the game so to speak <laughs> yeah i think it's a fair question yeah um so <laughs> i guess i guess that's my cue to start <laughs> um, <laughs> well i mean i would yeah i i think there's a lot of different reasons um, i'm interested to see since you're the one who posed the question what, what i mean think. i i i think there are a lot of, obviously a lot of reasons why um you, know, you could come to a, a franchise late. Um, you know, maybe if you're younger, you know, you don't have. <laughs> Sorry, I think you kind of broke up for a second there. What was that? I didn't say anything. Oh. <laughs> um. So. Um. So. So. I think what you know. One of the big reasons, I think, is, you know, as younger gamers, we don't, you know, we don't really have our own disposable income. Um, so, you know, we don't we don't have access to a, a wide variety of games. Um, you know, we're pretty much limited to, you know, what, you know, what our parents <laughs> would would buy for us or let us buy. Um and you know we'd have like oh you know it's your birthday you can pick one game and you know you're gonna probably go with you know some series that you that you know um and maybe not maybe not branch out because you know that oh you know this is my one game for like the next three months and i know i'll like this franchise um I, don't know. I think that's. I think that's. You know, I mean, there, there's obviously more reasons, but I think, in my personal experience, that's that's kind of what what has, uh, you know, what has happened. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whenever you're younger, that's a limiting yeah. factor. Uh, I think it's less nowadays for younger gamers. Mm. 
just because sales happen so often. True. <laughs> so like not. back in the day, you'd have to go to GameStop. Yeah. Or EB Games. Or I mean, you could also go to Walmart and places like that, and but and buy the physical game, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you're right, like especially if it were a newer game that there is no traded in copy, like that's the special gift you got. So you went for one that you knew or something that's a single game so that you don't have to worry about, well, I don't have the sequel, you know? Um, but I think one big, big one that has stopped me from playing a lot of games, including the series that I'm going to talk about today. Um, whenever we get to ones that we came to late as platform exclusivity. Mm, That too. Um, you know, when, when you have an Xbox and the game is on PlayStation only, or you have a PC and it's on PlayStation only, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Like Horizon Zero Dawn, I will probably never play it, even though now it's on PC. I can play it. Um, <laughs> I was say, it's on but, PC, man. <laughs> Persona is another really good one that I've always kind of yeah. had a kind of an interest in, mm-hmm. but most of it's been only on the PlayStation. So like, yeah. and I'm, I'm never going to buy a PlayStation. It's just not going to happen. Not unless I become independently wealthy all of a sudden and I can buy every console I want. Yeah. Um, and that's not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, it's, I think platform exclusivity really, really hurts people's ability to get into franchises. Uh, you also have, you know, those hipster gamers <laughs> where they're just like, oh, everybody likes that one? Nah, I'm not going to play that. <laughs> like, nah. Um, and then I think... There's the whole, like, just kind of misunderstanding of a franchise. Um, like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of people who haven't played God of War because they thought, oh, that's just, like, hyper-violence, arcade <laughs> shit, you know? Uh, yeah. There's plenty of people who haven't played Call of Duty because they're like, ah, oh, no, that's that shooter thing that all the, like, bronies love. Which, I mean, to be fair, that's largely true, but... I, say, um, I guess that makes me a gamer hipster. <laughs> but you know there's there's definitely those people I, i'm sure there's people who haven't played like final fantasy because they are like oh that's that weird jrpg thing you know so yeah it's and i'm sure like age on some franchises as well hurts um some people look at older games that are like 8-bit 16-bit and whatnot uh and they're like ah oh, that's that's old why would i want to play that even though you know they're fucking great games um I think people's attitudes can kind of get in the way of yeah. of them being able to enjoy great franchises. Final Fantasy is a good one, actually. I actually am kind of wishing that I picked that one because that's one that I did come too late. But oh man, I already wrote down my pick, and uh, I can't <laughs> you can, change. You can it. change it. I'll nope. allow it. It's my. <laughs> <laughs> I already, I already it, have. I already have my pick kind of bubbling in my head, so... I, I will say, uh, <laughs> if you did pick Final Fantasy, that would be kind of funny, considering my pick. True. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we'll get to that in a sec. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, you know, I, I think that pretty much covers why people come to them late. I'm sure there are multitudes of other reasons. That cost is probably another thing where, like, they literally can't... Uh, they don't own anything except... A Game Boy, yeah, right. Like for us growing up, that mm-hmm. some sort of handheld console. So obviously, even if it was multi-platform, you couldn't play something. Um, I mean, there was plenty of times where I wanted like an N sixty four growing up, yeah, and 
it's not that like we were against having an N64 or my parents or anything like that, but we just couldn't afford to get one. Yeah. Um, all of our consoles at that point were hand me downs for my uncle. Um, so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, I, I, like I said about the, um, you know, only being able to buy like one game for your birthday kind of thing. I think that's less of a problem now because so many things are platform agnostic and we have mobile Mm -hmm. becoming an increasingly large platform and you have stuff like where console makers, well at the very least Xbox is trying to make it more accessible by having a cheaper console and having things like all access. Uh, I think things like game pass as well. Cause like you could ask for a game pass subscription for your birthday. True. And then you get like, However many uh, games that is. Over a hundred games all yeah. at once. And it rotates new ones in every once in a while. Like, yeah. So I think that landscape has changed, but for some people I'm sure it still applies. Yeah, which I, I mean I think that's I mean, I would have loved something like that as a kid. Um, oh my god, I would have died. <laughs> also, they would have instead of getting a PS three, I would have gotten an Xbox three sixty if they had had something like that. Um I still regret right. to this day. Not getting an Xbox 360, but I was a little hipster kid. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, take Red Ring of Death. Fuck that. Let me get a PS3. Stupid. So stupid. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm secure in my, my, my choice of, of PS3. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's a console that I came to very late, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Um. <laughs> so let's uh, let's talk about franchises we came to late. Yes, I think that's going to be the most interesting thing. Uh, you want to go first? Um, sure. Yeah. I I mean I have we could do it either way. I have it in alphabetical order on because <laughs> I'm very <laughs> particular about that in the show notes. But we can do either one first. So, <laughs> um, so my pick, uh, my late franchise, um. This was originally, as I I mentioned before, we like I think it was yesterday I mentioned that it was going to be Mass Effect, but uh, another sci-fi franchise popped into my head when I was making the show notes and decided um, I should switch that pick to Metroid um, because I think that's a much more interesting pick. I think um, I agree because whereas with Mass Effect I only discovered it because actually a platform exclusivity thing, I didn't really come across it until it came to PS3. Um, whereas this one, I could have had this. I could have had this back on the Super Nintendo or on the GameCube, um, but I didn't. Uh, my first Metroid game um, that I, I came into was the Metroid Prime Trilogy on the Wii. Oh, dear um, God. No. <laughs> Oh, oh no! That hurts. As a as a classic <laughs> Metroid fan, that really hurts me to hear. Well, okay, so I played a lot of of those games, the Metroid Prime trilogy, um, because I kind of so so the Wii was kind of that era was when I kind of started transitioning into oh I can b- start buying my own games. Yeah. Um, so I 
Um, not that there was a lot of interesting games to buy on the Wii, and that was really the only <laughs> like home console that I had at the time, um, because that was that was what I wanted in for Christmas in uh, 2006 or whatever was a Wii. Because I'm like, oh, it's the new Nintendo. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be the next GameCube. Because I fucking love the GameCube. But <sighs> anyway. Um... <laughs> I, I did. Um, I bought Metroid Prime Trilogy, and I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't... I never finished it, because I was not... The controls were, were pretty janky, I think. Especially on the, understatement. On, on the first two <clears throat> games, which originally came out on the GameCube. Um, that is an understatement. <laughs> so, I'm kind of... I'm one of the people holding out for a Metroid Prime Trilogy re-release on the, on the Switch because I definitely want to play that. I definitely want to finish that, but with, um, um, like, analog controls. <laughs> um, and then I think my next... Well, my next Metroid game was... <laughs> this is, this is going to make everybody sad. Uh, Metroid Other M. <laughs> um, Oof. That was... <laughs> <laughs> uh, How did you end up liking Metroid? <laughs> <laughs> if I came to Metroid the way you did, I would hate Metroid. <laughs> See, this is, this, is why, this is why I ended up picking this, because it's a, it's a miracle that I ended up <laughs> liking Metroid. Um, <laughs> suffice to say, I did not like Metroid Other M um, for a multitude of reasons beyond the controls. Um, I I don't remember much about that game other than it was trash. Blacked um, it out because of the trauma. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yeah, not not good. Um, but, uh, I, uh, um, came across a good Metroid game. Well, not to say the Metroid Prime Trilogy is bad, because they're amazing games. It was bad. Didn't. It was bad. They, the Wii, the Wii did not, does not do them justice, and I... I played the first Metroid Prime on GameCube. It was no better. Direct all your angry emails at, at Cody, please. <laughs> I'm just, I, I think a large part of it was the controls because mm -hmm. the GameCube was not made for a dual stick game. True. But yeah, like I, I agree with you that a re-release on the, uh, on the switch would be amazing. As okay. long as, as long as they really put a lot of, of effort into modernizing the controls for that dual yeah. stick setup. Yes. It would be a great game. Um, and still not real Metroid though. <clears throat> and hold this over until uh, Metroid Prime 4 comes out, which has been in development it for years and then restarted development like a couple years ago. So it's who knows sure, when. That's, that's that totally going to happen. Out. Yes, it's totally um, going to happen. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we're going to fast forward to the Wii U era. Um, the Wii U did not have any Metroid games, but it did have um, a virtual console um, 
which is Nintendo's weird naming scheme for their retro games. Um, and they had like when they first launched it on on the Wii U, they had like this weird promotion where like you could get um, certain games like ahead of time for like ninety nine cents, or it was like dirt cheap. Um, so I got Super Metroid on the Wii U for like ninety nine cents or something. Um, and <laughs> I I played that game straight through. <laughs> yeah. Granted, granted, there wasn't a lot of other games on the Wii U to play at the time, but <laughs> we're, we're um, three or four games deep into your Metroid journey, and you finally get a good one. No wonder you played all the way through. Yes. Um. And yeah, I I loved I loved that game, and uh, and since I've played. I played the original Metroid. Hmm. Did not finish that. I could not get into that. I think <clears throat> playing Super Metroid first kind of spoiled me. Yeah. That um, makes sense. And then my most recent Metroid game, uh, which I also loved, um, was Metroid Samus Returns on the 3DS. Oh, that is such a good fucking game. Yes. Oh my God. I love that game. Um, I I one hundred percented that game. Yeah. Um, I don't often one hundred percent games. The only other game that I can think of that like pops in my head is Ocarina of Time. Um, oh, so you you got the Metroid Fusion suit then? Yes. Oh, it's such a cool suit. <laughs> so fucking cool. <clears throat> um, <laughs> it took me like, I mean, it's not a long game. It's a remake of Metroid Two, for the from game the Boy. Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like a super massive game, but it's, um, you know, there's a lot. It took me a couple months to to 100% it, but um, yeah, that is um, amazing. And it, it, it's, I, I, I picked this not because, I picked this this franchise not just because, um, not just because of, uh, you know, not just because of the, you know, it's just, because the games that you know I played in the franchise, but also kind of this whole genre that it's opened me up to, um, being Metroidvanias, um, which I have a love for now. Thank you to uh, I think I think uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns was kind of the one that that like um, I'm trying to think of a uh, metaphor that's not negative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the straw that broke the camel's back. No, um, I don't know. It, it 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 was kind of the gateway drug, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> also kind of negative, but <laughs> we're gonna roll with it. Um, and I've played. Um, oh, there was some. There was like a, a randomly generated was chasm. I think it's called. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, played that um i've been trying um to play through um bloodstained ritual of the night mm. um which is it's on game pass Ooh, it's 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 good i'm really bad at it though but <laughs> yeah i've been wanting to try it because i've been a castlevania fan for probably as long as i've been a metroid fan so yeah i've never i've Never played a castle. Well, no, I played Super Castlevania Four, but 
Oh, that, I've never yeah, played no, a Castlevania play, game. Uh, <clears throat> let me, as you keep talking, I'll look up the Castlevania game you need to play. Is that Symphony of the Night? That's uh, the one no. I've heard. I think that one's actually overrated. Ah. I know there's a, there, there was some on the, on the Game Boy Advance that were good. Uh, yes, so Area of Sorrow is on mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance. It's a good one, but what I would suggest is its sequel. You don't actually... I really need to have played Area of Sorrow to understand it. Mm-hmm. Is Dawn of Sorrow? Mm-hmm. It's on the DS. Ooh. That is a fantastic Castlevania game. Might have to track that down. Really, really, really good. Uh, all the 3DS one or all the DS ones are are pretty good, but that one that one is the most like a classic Castlevania game. Um, whereas like Portrait of Ruin and Order of Ecclesia kind of introduce some other mechanics that aren't n- normally seen on there. But yeah, I mean, you should at some point play Symphony of the Night. Yes, because it yeah. is a very good game. But I definitely think it's reached mythic status only because it's been around for so long and so many people keep pumping it up yeah i know it's on i mean there's a there's like a part of it on the ps4 yeah i've heard like weird i don't know if that i don't know i've heard mixed things about that part but i don't know could uh, I I have to finish Bloodstained first before I even <laughs> before I even think about that. That's that'll be. I I made the mistake of buying that one. This is a whole aside, but I made a mistake of buying that one on the on well the uh, on the Switch and the like. The initial release of that was oof. It was rough, but they've yeah they've fixed it with updates and it's it's a lot better now. But I now I'm just bad at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's kind of my, it's kind of my, 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 uh, my pick, Metroid. Well, I'm still extension. amazed that you actually ended up liking it. <laughs> um, but I will say I have I two, was determined. <laughs> I have two big suggestions for you, mm-hmm. uh, Metroid games to play. One is so that you can finish the first Metroid because it's a remake of it. And then one is the best Metroid game of all time. Fight me, people. Super Metroid's great, but this one's better. So the first one is Metroid Zero Mission. Oh, yes. Game Boy Advance game. Basically a remake of the first one. It is Mm -hmm. very good. Um, It's not the, like, 2.5D that Samus Returns is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more traditional, uh, old school. But it is... It's done in the same style as the next one I'm going to suggest. Uh, it came out just after it, and it's it's just really well done. It makes it where the first one is bearable, so you get to experience the story and everything. Um, but it's really, really good. Um, and then the best Metroid game of all time that you absolutely have to play is Metroid Fusion. Mm. It is so fucking good uh, because it, it keeps that like classic Metroid... Again, I'm a classic Metroid fan. I don't like Metroid Prime. Uh, to me, that's not Metroid. I, I, do, I will give them this. on the. I only played the first game. I didn't even play the second and third mm-hmm. games. Um, the vibe was good. They did a good job of it. But some of the, the environments and stuff that they brought in, it just it's not Metroid. 
Um, also, Metroid, like you already pointed out, there's a whole genre, Metroidvania, that's made off of the back of Metroid and Castlevania. And that kind of requires the whole side-scroll kind of platformy-ish, I guess, thing. Uh, and I, I think that the proper way to bring Metroid into the modern era is something like Samus Returns, where it's that it, it's still it has updated visuals and can look really beautiful and everything, but it has that like classic Metroid vibe and mechanics to it. But Metroid Fusion has that at its core, but like it adds some really interesting elements onto it. And I, maybe with the exception of Super Metroid, I've never gotten such a heavy vibe from a game. Like it, there are times where it is super eerie, like borderline horror game, which I mean, every Metroid game has elements of that, but. Mm. As it, it it got into my head just as much as something like Doom Three, which is way more graphically detailed and <clears throat> has more sophisticated lighting, all this kind of stuff. But it got to my into my head just as much, which is amazing for a game that is a two D side scroller on my Game Boy Advance, right? Like, because <laughs> uh, I played it back in the day, right when it came out um, on Game Boy Advance with my little light attachment sitting in the car. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm old, but it is, it is an amazing game and I'm still holding out hope that because Samus returns was such a success, that same team gets to remake Metroid fusion. Uh, I mean, they already made the suit. So like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. There were rumors that it was going to happen, but it's been kind of quiet since then. And I mean, then 2020 happened. So who knows how many projects now are not going to happen because of 2020, um, which is yeah, sad. That's a whole, but, or at least they're just being pushed back a lot. Like, yeah, even still Nintendo has been like very, very behind on like they, um, their most recent their most recent news on the next Zelda game is we have no news. <laughs> yeah. So and of course Zelda fans are rabid fans. So you guys was, want news all the time. Oh I I I want I want that I want that news. I want that uh <laughs> I want that Wind Waker slash Twilight Princess collection and uh News on uh, uh, Breath of the Wild too. That's all I want, Nintendo. Just news, just something, <laughs> just, just just confirmation. Uh, well, before we go happen. down the Zelda rabbit hole too much, <laughs> that's those are my suggestions to you as like yeah. a, a longtime Metroid fan. Yes, uh, play those two because those are just they're so good. Another good one that I played is Guacamelee. Oh yeah, Guacamelee is amazing. Yeah, Brooke loved that one as well. It got to like, just like Ori, uh, it got to the point where she was like, ah, there's too many mechanics. I don't feel like doing this, <laughs> but uh, she loved like the aesthetic and everything of it. Yeah, it's kind of hilarious. So anyway, I'm very excited about your pick because oh yeah. 
Yeah, I, I uh, as you know, I struggled with this. We had a whole conversation yes. before we started recording because I had like, when you brought this up a couple of days ago, I had probably four or five franchises in mind. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I just got into Hitman and just completely plowed through that. That's a long time series that I've always wanted to play but never have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and now I've obviously forgotten like half of the things I had in my head. But the two that really <laughs> stuck out were Bioshock and Dragon Quest mm-hmm. for me because Bioshock has made such an impact on me and I just devoured those games and it introduced a whole genre that I've always wanted to play with mm-hmm. that kind of vibe, that system shock spiritual successor. And that led to me playing Prey and all this kind of stuff, which mm-hmm. has just changed me as a person. Those games just really hit me I don't know. It's just the whole vibe and everything. But I kind of realized that the game that I actually ended up picking, the franchise I actually ended up picking, has made an even bigger impact on me because, like, I'm going to get tattoos with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I think it's 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 a franchise that I've wanted to play for so long and was locked out because of platform exclusivity. And that's finally broken open. Uh, and that's Dragon Quest. Um, because I've been a fan of JRPGs my entire life. I'm a mm-hmm. Final Fantasy veteran. Um, I, I'm playing Final Fantasy IX and Octopath Traveler simultaneously right now somehow. <laughs> I, don't, I need to finish Octopath Traveler so bad. I oh, love that game so much, but I get so distracted by TFT and Apex Legends. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, these games as a service really hurting my, uh, my solo game oh i completely feel that (laughs) um but yeah i uh i came into dragon quest i i've because i've been a final fantasy fan my whole life at first when i heard about dragon quest when i was younger there was this like competition to it Mm -hmm. because those two franchises have always had this kind of like which one's the better jrpg i think now that i've they weren't Sorry, initially what? made. They weren't initially made by the same company, right? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I always forget about that. Um, but the fan bases have always had this kind of which one's better mentality. Yeah. Um, and I can firmly say, after playing many Final Fantasy games and only one Dragon Quest game, Dragon Quest is the better one. Now, well, I think Final Fantasy may have had an edge back in the day, but Dragon Quest is definitely better now. Um, at least if you like traditional JRPGs. And you don't like cars in your JRPG game. Anyways, that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. I could do a whole episode ranting on the direction Final Fantasy has gone. But, um, but yeah, so I, you know, I've always wanted to play it, though, because it was, it was this long-running JRPG that's a turn-based game. And I absolutely mm-hmm. love turn-based games. Um, the one thing that I always hated about Dragon Quest, seeing it like screenshots and stuff, though, was the way that a lot of the older games uh, set up fights, like the yeah. the visuals, because you don't like see your players, your your party members. They're just like they're little portraits at the bottom of the screen, and uh, shit. I, I don't I don't really like that very much. I really like the way Dragon Quest Eleven does it. Uh, yeah. But Dragon Quest Eleven was the first one I got to play because it finally came to something. That I could play it on. <laughs> um, it came to PC. Now it's on Xbox. Thank God. It's, on uh, it's actually on Game Pass, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I like scooped this thing up day one. Um, mm-hmm. 
and then I took a little while to get to it because, you know, backlogs are terrible. Um, but once I started playing it, I could not stop. And I, I realized that I was playing it just to play it. And I, like I even told you before we started recording, it's become like my comfort game. Uh, I understand why it's so popular with such a wide range of people in Japan. And I've always heard stories that they play it kind of like that. It's like a, a way to relax and a comfort game. Yeah. Like you would something like Stardew Valley, right? Where you just kind of play it because you want to feel good and you want to, to relax and chill. And I never really understood that because I never, ever felt that way about Final Fantasy. And I never even mm. knew friends who felt that way about Final Fantasy. Maybe the odd one who just loved Final Fantasy VII so much that they did stuff like that. But um, not not to the degree that Dragon Quest was. But I get it now. Um, it is such a relaxing game. And it's so... it. I've never played a game so crafted to be just everything you need in a game, but also super accessible to anyone who wants to play a game. Um, you know, I would never suggest that my wife, who occasionally plays video games, likes things like Stardew Valley and Spiritfarer, I would never suggest she play a Final Fantasy game. Yeah. That would be insanity. She definitely should play Dragon Quest. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, part of that is, you know, accessibility settings, right? Like you can make it easier, harder. You can make the battles go faster. If you don't like combat, you can do all yeah. this kind of stuff. And and the story, because the story is so damn epic. Uh, and it hits every note that you could possibly want. And from what I've heard, most Dragon Quest games are like that. The first two kind of aren't, but I mean, those were released back when games didn't, need that or have that yeah um so it's it's it makes sense uh, i've started playing the first one on mobile i actually went through and bought like the first three games on mobile uh all the way up through like eight is it's on <laughs> uh android and ios which is crazy to me uh and eight's actually the one i can't wait to get to because that's the one besides dragon quest 11 that's the the one that people always talk about yeah. is dragon quest 8 and i always wanted it but it was a ps2 exclusive and while we did have a PS2, we didn't like buy games for it usually, um, unless they were used. And there were never traded in copies of Dragon Quest Eight at our GameStop. Well, EB Games back then. Um, so I never really got the opportunity. By the time that I probably could have played it, the PS2 was old, and yeah. you know we we had kind of moved on. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I just. I feel like Dragon Quest is, for me, is the perfect example of this, of where this is a franchise that's been going the entire time I've been alive. And I didn't play it until 2019. Mm. Um, and and I just fell in love with it. I'm now a super fan. Like I said, my next tattoo is going to be a Dragon Quest tattoo. <laughs> I will probably end up with multiple Dragon Quest tattoos. I told Brooke I'm going to do like a scavenger hunt of little slimes all over my body that you have to like find or something. Um, they're like hidden. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's, it's exactly everything that makes a game perfect for me. 
Uh, you have this epic story that hits all the notes, the feel-good notes, the sad notes, the twists and turns, because, dear God, there are some twists, in the, at least in Dragon Quest uh, Eleven. Uh, great characters, great combat, because I absolutely love turn-based. Um, one of the first things I did, actually, the Game Pass version of the game is the, the S, whatever, version, the updated version that came out on Switch. Yeah. Um, but the version on originally released on PC of 11 was not that. Uh, so the first thing I did on the Xbox was switch it to the, the combat where you don't move around. Because I don't like that. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, for a t- like straight-up turn-based game like this, I don't really like that. Um, but, yeah, it's... I don't know. I just... I, now I just want to play every single Dragon Quest game that I can. Um, and, and really experience the franchise to its fullest. Uh, because I am officially a Dragon Quest super fan. Just based off the one game. Yeah, I... Um... <laughs> this is another one that I I also could have picked, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is. Uh, have you played? You haven't played nine, right? No, no, have not. Because that's another. That's another. That was actually my first Dragon Quest. Um, that is, is if you could find some way to play that. Uh, wink, wink. Um, <laughs> um, that that is definitely a game to play because that is um oh that is that is uh, just a a great game um because in that one you can kind of build i think you like basically just build your own party but you can like customize your character and everything and it's um i don't know it's 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 pretty solid if you if you if you if you get to that one and um I, I would definitely suggest playing it. Just a cool $140 on Amazon. Is it that much? Yeah, it is. Holy shit. Wow. Cram, how rich do you think I am? Damn, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Why the fuck is it $140? I don't know. It's twenty five dollars at GameStop. Or does, do they have any? <laughs> no, they're sold out. Because <laughs> I I would rather since I have a two DS, I'd rather play it on that than uh, oh, emulating. You do have a... Because DS games emulating DS games sucks. In my oh, wait, opinion, you, like you do just... have it. You have a two DS. Yeah, yeah. Because the, <clears throat> I didn't know you still one. had that. Um, I basically got it for Metroid Samus Returns. <laughs> because honestly, Dragon Quest Eight, if we're gonna play that one, play the 3DS version. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> if again, if that one is not a hundred and whatever dollars, and you can actually find that, because I know that one is probably difficult to find too. But um, that one, from what I understand, is the uh the better version because i think i think whereas the mobile version is like a direct port of um the ps2 version the um ds 3ds version it has a lot of quality of life changes like 
no random encounters um, and that kind of stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can get it for like forty bucks. That's just yeah. Bad. That's the that's the version I played. So that one is, from what I understand, the best version to play. Yeah, that one's that one's the only one of all the ones on mobile that I kind of don't want to play on mobile. Like yeah. I'm fine with playing the, especially the first three, on my phone, um, but they went with this really weird decision and made it vertical. Yes, that's the that's the other um, weird thing about the mobile version. For like all the mobile versions, and I just don't really, uh, not in love with it. And right. I don't really like um, the uh, the controls on mobile either. Um, so, and I but I don't have a switch, so I basically it's it's either emulate it or play it on mobile. So. I think also Dragon Quest Eight on the th- on the 3DS has like the th- the third person battle view. I don't know if that's a thing in the mobile version. Probably not. Yeah, no. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I picked up the that game. I've played Dragon Quest eleven like twice since then but (laughs) it's definitely uh playing uh more dragon quest is definitely on my short list i want to get through uh some of the final fantasy games that i want to play that i have Mm. not played like final fantasy 9 which i've been told for years will probably end up being my favorite final fantasy game just because of what i like in final fantasy Mm. and so far that's proven to be true but and i want to replay bravely default um oh yes and and uh, I think the next after I finish Dragon, uh, sorry, uh, Final Fantasy Nine and Octopath Traveler, the next JRPG I'm going to tackle is Tales of Symphonia, um, because I've never actually played a Tales game, and I always wanted to play Tales of Symphonia back in the day when I had a GameCube growing up, but uh, basically exactly what you were talking about happened where. Mm-hmm. You know, you you get very, back in the day, you got very limited number of games. Yeah. (laughs) Because you get them for like your birthday or Christmas and that's it. And so I couldn't ever land a copy of Tales of Symphonia. Uh, The one time I went to go get it, they didn't have it. And this was not a time, you know, like now where you could just go on Amazon and order it. Um, So, yeah. But I finally have it on PC, so gonna get to play it which is exciting i feel like that one um tales of berseria is also pretty solid yeah that one um i believe that's the one that's on game pass let me see oh i guess i installed it on the xbox and not on my pc damn it um, speaking of speaking of Tales on Xbox, though, there was what was it, Tales of Vesperia, was an Xbox exclusive. For okay. Over here. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Then that yeah. must be the one that is uh, on. Xbox apparently that Game one's Pass. that. Apparently that one's really good too. Um, yep, that's the one that's on Game Pass. I have so. it on. I have it on Switch. Um, but I, it's it's, it's in my backlog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Games of Service. Games of Service, or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you. Um, but yeah. Tales of, Tales of Berseria, I think, is... I don't know if that's on Xbox. I know it's on PC, but... It's not. It's on PC. The only one that's on Xbox is... Uh, Vesperia or whatever. It's weird that it's on PC and not Xbox, but... I agree. It's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> a good one. It's it. it's um it's a lot darker than I guess in tone than other Tales games, but it's oh good that means I like it a lot. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I guess in, in uh. <laughs> Uh, on top of Dragon, Dragon Quest, though, I've I've never pl- I don't think I've mm, ooh, another one another Dragon Quest that you'd want to play is Dragon Quest if you want to play Dragon Quest 7 um, the 3DS version of that is also um, is also pretty good um and it's probably the, the best way to play that one as well. Is that one... Uh, looks like you can download that one directly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, this is the one that I've heard good things about. Yeah, because I've, I've... Yeah, it's I 40 the, bucks. The earliest one that I've played was um, was that one. Does yeah, Nintendo exactly. have a lot of sales on their digital store? Um, on the Switch, they do. <laughs> I, I doubt they still have sales on the 3DS. I haven't checked in Damn it. ages. Um, yeah, because it's, it's $40 on there. Which, I mean, like, I, with the Dragon Quest game, you're almost guaranteed to get enough hours out of it to make that worthwhile. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, no, my goal is to actually play every single Dragon Quest game. Mm. Except 10, because fucking can't play 10 in the States, but... Yeah, I wish they, like... I mean, it's been... I think I feel like it's been ported so many times in Japan, like... They've had plenty of opportunities to bring it over here. You would think. And I don't know why. So, wait. Is Dragon Quest 8 and 9 are on Nintendo's digital shop, but... I'm oh, sorry. Eight, 7 and 8 are, but 9's not? Yeah, because you can't get... They don't sell DS games digitally. That doesn't make any sense. Well, the DS... 9 came out, I think... When did that come out? 2008? So it was an original DS game. Well, that's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would... 2009, sorry. I'm not gonna lie. If they if they continue to remake Dragon Quest games on the Switch, uh, they've remade <laughs> the first three. Um, if they would continue to do that, I I would probably convince Brooke to get a Switch Lite just so it <laughs> could be my Dragon Quest machine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and for Bravely Default too, because oh buddy, gotta get that shit. Yes, that's coming out. That's coming out soon. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm be Even... real sad when I can't play. 
I'm probably not even going to get it because I just have such a backlog. I'm like, I can't even justify buying it right now. I feel like, you. Let me just buy another RPG when I have <laughs> like 10 RPGs in my backlog. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's coming out. Oh, it's coming out in two days. Actually, it's coming out the day that this podcast comes out. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. No. The day after this podcast comes out because today's Wednesday. I thought today was... No, today's Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Wednesday. <laughs> oh, my God. So it comes the day after oh. this podcast comes out. <laughs> 2020 has... 2020 destroyed my sense of time. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... if you If you can get your hands on it, Dragon Quest Nine is is a uh, is a must is a must play. I'll probably end up playing seven and eight before that, just because yeah. it's a lot easier to just download them. Yeah. to the two DS, but yeah, we'll see. Eventually, I'll get there. I mean, like I said, I already have two JRPGs going right now. One in the in the docket, and then I want to. Now that Final Fantasy XII is out on the Xbox and PC, the remake or whatever, re-release-ish, mm-hmm. re- whatever it is, um, <laughs> I definitely have to replay that. Yeah. Because that's Absolutely. one of my favorite JRPGs of all time. I would say it's, uh, now it's probably just below uh, Dragon Quest XI. Actually, it's probably Damn. third place. I lied. <laughs> yeah, I Final Fantasy Tactics Advance will always be near the top of that list. You don't you don't just, put um, 170 hours into a Game Boy Advance game <laughs> if you don't love it. Just to make you uh... on the Game Boy Advance, by the way, I should tell everyone on the Game Boy Advance with no backlight. Oh. Back in the Oof. days when it was hard to play games, Oof. damn it. That was like the first the first console that I bought, like, on my own. I guess was the Game Boy Advance SP. Because oh I yeah, I got that the next I year. Couldn't take the the Game Boy Advance screen anymore. Yeah, yeah, I got Game Boy Advance for my birthday with Legacy of Goku. Ooh, the the first Legacy of Goku. Um. Yeah, and I remember like. We had my birthday party in uh, at the local park that year, mm-hmm. and I like got the Game Boy Advance unwrapped and went and found a sunny spot because I kid you not, for people who have not played on the original Game Boy Advance, you could not see the damn screen unless you had a light shining directly <laughs> yes. on the thing. It was so bad. I remember, I think it was actually like two years later I got the SP because mm-hmm. I got the Game Boy Advance late, um, and it was a revelation. To get the SP. That thing was amazing. And it was like not even a proper backlight. That thing was like a side light, kind of like the Kindle, uh, the early Kindle paperweights and stuff. <laughs> they did a, they made a revision of that with, yeah. with an actual backlight. And I, I want one of those. Yeah. Like, even I, I would actually love that just to put it on a fucking shelf. Cause I, the SP is the best handheld console of all time. Yeah. Like it, it that thing was so perfect 
And then uh, I always wanted the Game Boy Micro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you're supposed to play on that thing because the screen's so tiny. But yeah. <laughs> I remember that thing. Oh. oh, what the fuck was Nintendo thinking? <laughs> Oh, you can get a you can get the the NES themed Game Boy Micro for five hundred and fifty dollars. Jesus Christ, that seems worth it. Yeah, <laughs> yep, <clears throat> definitely. I wonder if you know what they need to re-release the Legacy of Goku games. <laughs> I don't know if you ever played any of those. Nope, I've but I've like. Played. They're legit good, man. Hmm. Uh, Legacy of Goku 1 is is a good game, but I'll be honest, I had to enter cheats to beat it. (laughs) Uh, Because the first half of it is fucking hard. Well, I I lied. The first first, 20 minutes is easy. And then they just ramp the difficulty level up an absurd amount. But then you hit this tipping point where you become overpowered and destroy Hmm. everything. But... um, the Legacy of Goku 2 is one of the best GBA games I've ever played. I feel like Le- I, I saw like a YouTube video on these or something because it looks familiar. Legit a, a masterpiece of a game, honestly. So good. Oh my god, I just looked it up and just looking at the cartridge gave me the biggest nostalgia vibe <laughs> I've had in a while. Oh, I played the fuck out of that one. Uh, and Legacy of... Well, what is it? it's not Legacy of Goku. It's titled something else. Boo. The Boo one. Shit. What's it called? Boo's Fury. That's it. Yep. That's another good one. But they all had the same uh, mechanics and stuff. It's kind of like a real-time... You play as the Z Fighters. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, really interesting mechanically. I would uh, highly suggest to look up like a uh, a gameplay video of it. It's, it's actually really good. Hmm. I thought there were some Dragon Quest remakes on the GBA, but I guess I'm wrong. I think that was the DS. You can get a cartridge for $40. Damn. <laughs> of Legacy of Goku 2. I, I have to pay $140 for a DS game, but forty dollars for a Game Boy Advance game? What the fuck? This pricing <laughs> is wrong. The now the first one is two hundred dollars on Amazon. Oh my god! But two is only forty, and you get to play as Trunks, <laughs> which we all know is the coolest Dragon Ball Z character. So. No comments on yeah. that. I have I I uh, I don't know enough about Dragon Ball to make an educated oh, man, that's so sad. Comment on your you call yourself an anime fan and you don't even know about Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I know of it. <laughs> what you need what you need to do, Graham, is go watch Dragon Ball Z Kai. Don't watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> watch Kai. Mm-hmm. You'll enjoy it. Brooke enjoyed it immensely. She hates regular Dragon Ball Z because of all the filler episodes. Yeah. It's part of the reason we couldn't watch Super because they introduced filler episodes back in 
And it's part of the reason <laughs> she's never seen the Boo Saga, because Dragon Ball Z Kai stops after the Cell Saga. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I would love to... I need to look up, like, a, some sort of um, order in which to watch the Boo Saga from someone who's actually done the work to figure out, like, what episodes you can cut out without missing anything. My, my Dragon Ball knowledge is the... Um, first like what is it the emperor peel off arc of the original because i had the uh the that all i had it on on vhs uh so that was yeah that was my uh my my the extent of my exposure to dragon ball (laughs) I honestly have no idea what you're talking about because I've never watched Dragon Ball. I've uh, only watched Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball it's GT, like, and Dragon Ball Super. It's like the first. You should honestly watch it. Um, it is like the first, basically the first arc, and it's basically just, it introduces Goku and Bulma and all those. So it's like basically the starting point of the series. I've thought about reading the manga because they have some really cool additions um, with some really good cover art and stuff like that but just for dragon ball not dragon ball z i have no desire to read that manga i've, I've watched the series multiple times i don't need any more dragon ball z in my life but um yeah <laughs> to see piccolo as a bad guy would be interesting <laughs> anyways anyways <laughs> now that we've gotten completely off the rails yeah i forgot what the podcast what the episode is about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> was it Game Boy Advance? Or? No. Um, <laughs> yes, we're ranking the best Game Boy Advance game. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> we should actually do that, right. <laughs> Top five Game Boy Advance games. Legend of Zelda Diminished Cap. <laughs> I can agree with that, yes. That should be on there. Maybe... maybe Come back next week. <laughs> Find out next week on the next episode of Level Up. <laughs> we have a recap of the beginning. <laughs> Last time on Level Up. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> and then we take the whole we take the whole episode to um, do one one move. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Graham is powering up. Powering up still. Still powering up. <laughs> that is why you watch Dragon Ball Z Kai and not Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> like, cut out all that bullshit. <laughs> I guess that's the extent of my knowledge of Dragon Ball Z, is I know how the episodes are structured <laughs> based on the, the memes and the jokes. And I also know over 9,000. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyways, I just got us back, got us back off the rails, <laughs> actively sabotaging your efforts to uh, get us back on track. Um. So I guess we could just do this this quickly. I feel like this is a quick question, a quick uh, thing to address. Is does it make us posers of these? <laughs> <laughs> totally yes, one hundred percent. No, yes. Just kidding. Um, um, I mean, f- <laughs> I don't think so. I think when you, as long as you love something authentically, that's all that yeah. matters. Doesn't matter when you found it. 
I'm no less of a Queen fan just because I wasn't born when Queen was popular. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like. <laughs> oh, also, um, fun trivia about our picks. Um, do you know what our two picks have in common? Is it something like release year or something yes, they, like that? Yep. They both released in 1986. First, first games in the series released in 1986. Good God. Less than a month apart, I might add. Damn. <laughs> yeah. My parents weren't even married yet. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Anyways. Suggestion of the week? So my suggestion of the week um, is... Um, this isn't like an obscure... I feel like I usually go for like obscure or older things, but this is... Neither obscure nor old, but I feel like it's underrated. Um, and that game is Immortals Phoenix Rising, um, which I have, um, which I got for Christmas. I've been playing on and off since Christmas. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed it more than um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> Um, which I've basically stopped playing in favor of this. Um, it is, um, I don't know, it's kind of a cross between your typical Ubisoft open world and uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So it's been really scratching that that Breath of the Wild itch um, while I wait for Nintendo to, you know, maybe tell us something about the game. Um, you know, it's been over a year and a half, guys. Uh, like something. <laughs> um, but no, it's been it's been really it's it's been really scratching that itch. It doesn't have like, I mean, it, so it, it it doesn't have a lot of the same like. Um, you know, it, it just doesn't feel like it, it. Definitely feels like a Ubisoft game. Um, I'll put it that way. Um, and the story, I don't even know what the hell the story is. Uh, the dialogue is not great. Um, it's like really like, I guess, try hard humor. Um, it's, it's not particularly, um, engrossing. Um, but the good thing is everything else is is pretty solid um and you know the combat the combat actually is probably like it just it flows better than assassin's creed combat like it actually feels uh it feels good to 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 um you know fight in this game um and yeah, it's just um, I don't <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but it's um, it's definitely it's definitely probably my top one of my top you know Ubisoft Ubisoft games um, in recent memory. Um, you know, it, it structures like puzzles. So, so it's basically, you know, have this open world. It's not a huge open world, but it's, it's, you know, it's pretty, 
it's pretty sizable and um, it's basically kind of just scattered with enemies and puzzles and um, these little mini dungeons um, pretty much like Breath of the Wild actually um, where you can go in and um, you know you have like this challenge that you have to overcome and uh, and it feels I think part of um, you know part of the, the thing that I think Breath of the Wild does a lot better are the puzzles themselves like the Breath of the Wild puzzles are definitely um, I'd say Immortals offers a more varied array of puzzles whereas Breath of the Wild I feel like offers um you know more open-endedness to the puzzles like there is like in breath of the wilds there is like an intended way like the way that the developers intended you to solve the puzzle um but then they leave you room to like maybe solve the puzzle in your own way whereas um the puzzles in in phoenix rising are um you, know, you basically have to follow the you know, you basically have to follow the, the exact steps through the, through the puzzle. It's not as as um, as freeform, but again, it's there's more more makes up for it with it there being more variety. Um, favorite part is weapon <laughs> durability is is not a thing um, in that game, which definitely wins out over Breath of the Wild in that in that scenario. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, if if um, you know if you like Breath of the Wilds um, and you like Ubisoft games, um, you know this is definitely a, a def, definite uh, definite pickup. Or if you you don't have a Switch and you can't play play Breath of the Wilds, um, this is a um, passable substitute. <laughs> um, and it's on pretty much everything. It's on. Um, all the consoles, it's on PC, Stadia, um, so it's definitely a lot more accessible than Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean, basically I agree with you. Mm. I played the demo mm -hmm. on Stadia, and it seemed pretty fun. Yeah. Um... Sorry, yeah as long as you don't like care about the story like if you just play it and just kind of ignore the story it's... yeah i mean i feel <laughs> like this is the kind of game that you play for the exploration and the combat yeah and the, i guess the puzzles yeah um not really the story um but i feel like that's i don't know it should be obvious given like the, the space that it's going into because like I, I'm sure the Zelda Breath of the Wild story was, was fine, but like that's not what I heard people talking about. I heard them talking about the exploration, the art yeah. style, the puzzles. Nobody nobody that I heard talk about it was like the first thing they said was like, Oh, the story. That's why I'm playing this. Like, even if it was good, it wasn't the focus. And I feel like Immortals, at least from what I played, Immortals Phoenix Rising is like Ubisoft saw Breath of the Wild and they were like, hey, we want to make that, but don't want to look yeah. like we're straight up copying them. 
let's make this, which is straight up copying them with a different art style. Like <laughs> pretty much. Honestly, I'm, that's what it felt like. So <laughs> it even has yeah. the gliding, like the gliding mechanic. Yep. Um, but it's wings instead of a, a parachute or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it's a good game. Like if it ever came to game pass, I'd play it. Yeah. Um, if it ever went on like steep sale, like sub $20, maybe even sub $15, I might would buy it and play it if I was in the mood for exploring and stuff. But like, I'm also not like going out and buying a switch for breath of the wild. Right. Like if, if I do ever get a switch, I know this is going to blow some people's minds, but like I might not even get breath. of the Wild. <laughs> then why, so, why even get a switch? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> it's just not as much as I appreciate the game and mm-hmm. would have fun playing it. It's not the kind of game that I gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, but the, I mean, honestly, it, Immortals Phoenix Rising is definitely a fun game. Yeah. There's no question about that. It's well done and a fun game. Um, so, I guess um, speaking of price, I should point out: don't pay sixty dollars for it. I don't think it's it's worth sixty dollars. Um, I think it was it was on sale recently on a couple of platforms for like thirty five dollars or something. I feel like that's a reasonable price, like sub sub forty, um, if you can get it for that much. I would say that because it, it it's not it's definitely not as like expansive um you know you're definitely not going to get like the same amount of um i don't know it just it just it doesn't feel like 60 other games to me basically yeah I, I kind of, even though I just played the demo, I kind of got that kind that yeah. vibe. Like forty dollars, yes. Yeah. Which sixty? Mm. Which is not to knock. I mean, just you know, it's not to knock the game. I mean, there is like, no, no. You know, it doesn't mean it's a bad game. It's just not worth the the sixty dollar price point. Yeah, and I think that's that's just a product of the pricing structure of games. Yeah. Um, I think we need more tiers. It shouldn't be like every game that comes out by default when it first comes out is $60. I think that's a bad idea. I think there are games that could be priced at $40 and more people would buy them because it's a more reasonable price for the game for like the size of the game and the type of game it is. Like I'm not going to buy a racing game at $60. Yeah. Even though it may be beautiful and have hours of content, I'm not going to buy a racing game at $60. $40 will talk for sure. Yeah. But 60, it's like, I mean, but like I have the last one you released. <laughs> so <laughs> I, and honestly, I'm the type that convinced me to buy a game for $60 period. It's going to be hard. It, like it has to be something like Dragon Quest 12. I'll pay $60 for that. Uh, only because I'm a super fan, you yeah. know, um, if they, plus you're getting 60, you basically, it's a, I mean, it does, feel like a full $60 game. Well, yeah, because it's going to take you forever to finish it. That's it. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, like uh, I'm a big dirt fan as well, but I'm, I wasn't going to pay $60 for dirt five. Yeah. Even though it looks amazing. 
uh, and I know I'll enjoy it immensely. Uh, I'm a big Need for Speed fan, and they finally did it right with Need for Speed Heat, but I'm not going to pay. Again, these are racing games, so they're probably not the best examples. But, um, yeah, it's I agree with you that this game feels more like a $40 game than a $60 game. So, But, yeah. I mean, the, the beauty of today's marketplace is it will go on sale almost instantly. So yeah. it's probably already been on sale a couple times. That's yeah, I mean, I do know it was on it was on sale on a couple of platforms like recently but yeah um so which means it'll probably go on sale again soon yeah yeah i mean honestly if you don't want to buy a game uh for 60 dollars, just wait six months to a year and it'll probably be 30 to 40 dollars <laughs> when it's on sale so just right. the way that <laughs> the marketplace works nowadays it's very weird but whatever yeah, it's like to the point where like why unless it's a Nintendo game or a game you really want like why would you even pay full price yeah. when it comes out because you're yeah. just going to it's just going to go on sale like 3 months down the road. Exactly. And then you risk uh being burnt even worse than just the you know not getting a sale price like with games like Control. We've seen mm-hmm. that. Uh, and games, honestly, I would say Dragon Quest Eleven's on the same list, um, with the the additions and stuff that they did with the S version. Yeah. Um, if you bought the original for sixty dollars, you're gonna feel a little less burnt than some other games. But like, I would still feel a little burnt. Yeah, I think the the S version is forty dollars. Yeah, and, and it just adds so much. I mean, the 2D mode alone is mind-blowing. So, like, the fact that they did that. Um, yeah, that's like... <laughs> they, they basically remade the whole damn game. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, anybody going and playing Dragon Quest XI for the first time, though, do not... If you're playing on, like, a big TV, don't play the 2D version. <laughs> do not it will make you motion sick i do not get motion sick holy shit i got motion sick on really uh yeah it moves i don't know what it is about on a large screen like i was playing on a 55 inch 4k tv i don't know what it is about that large screen with the way the graphics were and i only played in the starting area you know before you go and mm-hmm. uh go up the mountain to do the ritual and stuff uh well really to save the kid um but it's I, maybe it's just the way that the trees and the grass were rendered and everything. It just when you moved, you moved so fast. It was just like oh, mm, mm, okay, oh wow. whoa, let me catch up there for a sec. But yeah, I mean I can't wait because it's on Game Pass, so it's on Xbox, PC, and cloud. So oh, so you can stream it too. Yeah, yeah, oh, nice. you can stream it on X Cloud to your phone, so I can like switch to the 2D version when I'm on my phone. <laughs> And feel like I'm playing like an old school (laughs) game. And then when I'm on my TV, switch back to 3D. Although it's not as seamless as it was made out to be when I heard about it. Uh, The way it was pitched to me was like, you could just go to a church at any time and pick up right there 2D version or 3D version. That's not quite how it works. but Yeah, because then you have to like restart at the beginning of like the chapter or something. Yep. Which is really frustrating, Mm -hmm. but... It's fine. Um, 
But then they have they have certain they have like uh like areas from like the older games that you can go to that are all in two D. Yeah. It's pretty amazing that they <laughs> that they did that. Like I'm still But yeah. Yeah. And now I've just remembered I have to keep my calendar clear. Like going back to playing games on the backlog. Mm -hmm. I've got to keep my calendar clear for whenever uh whatever it's called comes out, assuming it doesn't just come to Switch. The, oh, the... Um, shit, I don't know. It's like Triangle uh, or something like Project that. Project Triangle or something. I don't the know. The next game from the studio that made Octopath Traveler. For those of you who don't know, they're remake. They're basically making a Final Fantasy Tactics-style game. But in the like graphical style and whatnot of Octopath Traveler, it, it's going to... Oh, my God. It does look... It, I haven't uh, tried out the demo yet because I can, I can just... Like in um, a Project Triangle strategy. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll have a different name when it comes out, but it'll be um, it'll be Triangle Strategy um, Traveler. I don't know. <laughs> well, because the first the what was Octopath Traveler was originally like Project Octopath or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't wait for that though, because like I said, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and A two, both of those like, I enjoy the original Final Fantasy Tactics as well, but Advance and A two just, I don't know what it is, they just hooked me, and this looks like I heard some people, or saw some people comparing the to Fire Emblem, and I was like, mm -hmm. you're fucking crazy, dude, <laughs> like no, this is straight up. If anybody who's played Final Fantasy Tactics, you go watch the trailer for this thing. This is Final Fantasy Tactics. Like, just... Yeah. I mean, they literally copy-pasted it over into a new graphical system. <laughs> the combat is exactly the same. Yeah, I'm not complaining, either. That's not a knock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, but it's not Fire Emblem. Like, what? Are you on drugs? <laughs> it's probably some video game journalists who have never actually played Final Fantasy Tactics or something. <laughs> Posers. If you're going to be a video game journalist, you need to have played every game ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh Anyways. Anyways. Before we get back off the rails again. Um, yeah, this is I this is like the off the rails episode. I, I, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> for <laughs> bearing with us through this. Um, and uh, make sure you subscribe wherever you're mm -hmm. listening uh, or go to level up or anchor.fm slash LVL-UP uh, to find links to wherever you want to listen. If you're listening to this somewhere else that you don't normally listen to podcasts um, and also find links to our socials. And uh, so that way you can be notified of when the next episode drops. But, uh, yes. but thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for sticking around <laughs> through all this. <laughs> and uh, come back next week or next episode. Bye. Tune in next time. <laughs>